Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Last year, the Seattle Seahawks began the season with a historically dismal performance on defense. The team was on pace to set NFL records for passing yards and total yards allowed in a season. And a large part of that was due to the fact the defensive line was unable to pressure opposing quarterbacks. For a team that looked like it had Jadevian Clowney in their plans in the offseason, but he ultimately signed with the Tennessee Titans, they looked like a team that was still a defensive end away from revitalizing the pass rush. Enter Carlos Dunlap. Seattle acquired him in late October, and their defense began to turn around immediately, getting more sacks and holding opponents to fewer yards and points. In a recent press conference, Dunlap spoke about how this change happened so quickly. I mean, we got guys healthy at the right time, and we, we got the pieces that we need. You know, I was able to, you know, jump right in, and coaches made it so that, you know, I fit right in with the scheme. And then, you know, you had Jamal coming back off injury. You had other guys getting healthy. Um, and, you know, just accumulation of guys figuring each other out and putting it all together and executing it at the right time. Because, you know, ultimately, you know, the team who out execute the other wins the game. And, you know, we were doing what we needed to get it done. Dunlap came away with five sacks in six starts for Seattle and was a key factor in their run toward the NFC West title. However, due to his hefty contract, the team told Dunlap early on that he could be a cap casualty this offseason. The Seahawks cut him on March 8th to avoid his $14.1 million cap hit, but they let Dunlap know that he was still part of their plans. The Seahawks, obviously, they, they were very transparent, and that's something that you know I appreciate from day one. Um, you know, coming in, they when we were doing the signing and the trade, they let me know that this would be a potential move in the postseason. And then when it actually happened, yeah, it still hit different because, you know, I'd never been cut before, but they were still very transparent. They, they wanted me to know that they wanted me back. It just this was one of the moves they had to make because of the situation they were in cap-wise and with the new numbers. Dunlap had roughly two weeks to entertain offers from other teams. But in his heart, he said he always knew Seattle was the place that he wanted to be. For me, I think that just plays and speaks to the culture itself. Um, it's a very fun working environment. Uh, PC, he gets to know everybody. He encourages and celebrates everyone's individualism, as well as, you know, creating a team, creating a, a program and competing at the highest level. And that's something that I value. It's one of my core values is always competing. I came back because of the culture the transparency with the organization. And I believe that, you know, um, our season was cut short. And I said cut short because I feel like uh, we had full um, ability and capabilities of going much further than we did. But um, it was cut short because we didn't perform. Um, I welcome the challenge of, you know, starting from day one, game one, and trying to get back to where we were and going further. Once the two sides sat down, they were able to hash out a two-year $16.6 million deal 
fairly quickly. Seattle is where I wanted to be. So when the offer came from Seattle, um, I, I can tell you this, it, it, the deal was done within 24 hours um, from when they offered me to me signing. You know, the rest is history. And let's go. Let's go Hawks. Unfortunately, though, signing this deal meant the Seahawks would have a different cap casualty. This time, defensive tackle Jaron Reed was the victim. Reed had been a key player on the Seahawks defense the past few years. But Dunlap is confident that his teammates will be able to fill the hole in the interior of the line that Reed leaves behind. I think we have a lot of pieces on the team, a lot of young core pieces. Uh, obviously, you've seen the signings that we have. They brought in some guys, and then we signed some of the guys that we had here. Um, you know, Puna, Rashid. Um, I think all of these guys uh, showed, you know, glimpses of what they can do. And I feel like, you know, with us together, starting the whole offseason, you know, I can say the whole list, the whole D-line, because, uh, uh, you know, one of the things about here in Seattle, everybody plays. Um, they have a strong rotation, so everybody touched the field. So you got to see and be familiar with everyone on the D-line, and you've gotten results from everybody on the D-line. So, um, obviously, I, I have not studied a couple of the new pieces that we added, but I've heard nothing but great things. Um, I heard... Kerry uh, has a lot of versatility playing inside, outside, and the, um, the big fella, don't want to get his name wrong, that we re-signed that was with the Seahawks before, um, Al Woods, yeah, Mr. Woods. So uh, we, have a few, we have a few pieces that we already had in that young core, as you guys already know and are aware of, and they've added some more um, veterans and savvy um, players who, you know, just can only help the scenario. Aside from preparing to work with his fellow defensive linemen, Dunlap has also spoken to other key members of the defense, as well as Russell Wilson. Uh, obviously, the whole D-line, they added me back to the group chat, so uh, we text in regularly through there. Um, I have also talked to uh, KJ. KJ was one of the guys who reached out to me. Um, Jamal, Diggs, Bobby. He was happy to see me come back. And Russell was, you know, uh, we was communicating throughout the separation. And obviously when we were able to get it done, he was excited as well. Dunlap says it was these off-season conversations with Wilson that were instrumental in his decision to resign with Seattle. I did ask him if obviously he was going to be with us because if I'm coming back, I'm coming back because I see him as my quarterback and the rest of the team, I want to pick up where we left off. And he told me that he's, he's with us and he's here to stay. And he said, you know, let's go Hawks. And I'm not going to quote his every word or um, these words are not his words verbatim, but these are my explanation of how I interpreted what he said. Now that Dunlap is back with Wilson and the Hawks, he can begin his preparation for the season. Well, I got my iPad so I can get into the playbook so they can open the playbook up a little bit more for me. Um, so I'm going to start getting on that here soon. Uh, try to link and connect with a few of the guys. You know, I talked to Benson um, when I was in L.A. I reached out to Jamal, too, to try to see, you know, what he's got going this offseason. Just try to get with some of the guys in the D-line. You know, obviously, uh, a few of them frequent visit Miami, so I encourage them to come to the restaurant. Me and Cedric. Uh, are, are uh, pretty good friends, as you guys might know, because we drafted him. He was my first-round pick to Cincinnati. So we hang out. I've seen him a couple times. So it's good to have him back and sign back as well. That's really it. You know, getting to know the guys because 
you know, I was traded midseason, and here I go with a whole slew of new names and faces because, you know, it, you know, and since yeah, I was in, I was there for 10 and a half years, so I knew everybody and I spoke to everybody because, you know, I, one thing that you could not do in the hallway with me and Cincy was, you know, walk by without speaking. Um, so I always either said hello, good morning, whatever it was to whomever, you know, from the, the janitors, security guys, teammates, to the, to the upper office, to whomever, um, you know, it was just how I was raised, you know, being in the South. Aside from working on his contract and the playbook this offseason, the veteran defensive lineman has spent time in his Miami brunch restaurant, Honey Uninhibited. I took on the challenge of learning multiple positions within the restaurant during this offseason. Um, and that's that's enlightened me and gave me a different perspective. And I feel like, you know, it's just going to help me in the long run. My goal is to um, have multiple locations. And yes, to answer everyone in Seattle who messages me regularly about bringing one to Seattle. I would love to bring one to Seattle, but, you know, um, uh, what, what's the saying? Uh, the jack of all trades is the master of none. So I want to you know, master the one that I'm in and the space that I'm in before I stretch myself too thin, because obviously I can't be two places at once. And while Dunlap may be focused on serving chicken and waffles during the offseason, Seahawks fans can rest assured knowing that he and the defensive line are cooking up something special for the 2021 season, too. You know, with such a small sample of games I got opportunity to play in, and you were able to see what we were able to do and accomplish. I feel like if we, if we can get that from the day one with um, off-season program and being in the OTAs and being in the meeting, learning the culture, um, I just feel like sky's the limit because I feel like we were able to accomplish some great things last season in, in a such, such a short period of time. I just want to build on that, and I wanted an opportunity to build on that. So I'm grateful, you know. I get an opportunity to do that. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for his work in producing this episode. Follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. You can follow me on Twitter at Seahawkers Pod. A new episode of the Seahawkers Podcast is out on Friday, so look for that up at SeahawkersPodcast.com or tune in via your podcast app. And I am also planning to record on Locker Room this Saturday. It's probably going to be around 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'll have a post up at fieldgoals.com once we settle on a time. Download Locker Room on your phone. Go to lockerroom.app, and you can follow me there at Seahawkra, Seahawkra, and then turn on your notifications so you can get an alert when we go live. Looking forward to hearing from those of you joining us live on Saturday. And until then, go Hawks. Go Hawks.